everybody to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, thankfully joined by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Uh, we love comments on Twitter, uh, even if they are maybe put out there to ruffle our feathers. I still think it's fun if it's podcast-related, so... Please hit us up. Also, share, rate, review, all that good stuff. But number one, if you, if you have a hard time remembering tasks, share. That's the biggest Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Okay. Um, before we get started, I got just one question okay. for you. When do you feel like you get that feeling like, ooh, college football is getting closer to coming back? When do I get that feeling? I guess it doesn't really hit me. Well, probably, you know what it is? When the, the preview mags come out. Okay, That's, that's probably it. They're hitting. They're literally hitting yeah, now. Right. So that's that's close enough for you? I think that's when I start getting the feeling, okay. like that itch, yes. Okay. Um, I believe at one point I was the exact same way. So we're literally talking, you know, late May when that happens. Um, but then my middle brother equally college football fan like me and you and probably most of our listeners, he adopted at one point probably kids and career related. He's like, I just, I don't got time yet. You know, like it's not there. So he might even buy the magazine, but will not open it up till later. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm the same way. So to me, I mean, right now it's, it's friggin' 40 degrees outside. Like we haven't even hit summer yet. Really? So I feel like, and this is probably going to So you just crazy. exercise self-discipline and yeah. keep it closed. Oh, for, and, and wow. I won't even buy the magazines for a little while, but my brother's got way more self-discipline than okay. I do. Um, but to me, it's after July 4th. Okay. Once it's I can see that, yeah. My, like literally the following weekend after, you know, whatever turns out to be July 4th, that's when, you know, you crack open the magazines, you really start digging into stuff. So one thing that does annoy me now. It used to not annoy me, but the people that continually do the countdowns and do it like every day, yes. 100 days, 99 days, come on. Like, if it's I 100 agree. days, fine. Go ahead and say it's 100 days away, 50 days away. Let's 20. do landmarks. Like, Come on. I, I I, I, I'm so tired of seeing I, every I am too. damn 98 days. I think today is actually 98. Why do I know that? Because of Twitter. Because <laughs> people won't let me forget it. <laughs> and, and even worse when it's 128 days, like, 128 days that's that's you know yeah. four and a half five months it's like, ridiculous yeah so well speaking of you yeah. want to go right into housekeeping yeah let's here? go into housekeeping that was okay. actually wound up being a transition housekeeping no thank you sleeping housekeeping good transition because athlon sports has announced they will not publish a big 10 specific preview magazine this year can you believe that well what's even worse is that they are so how Athlon always did it was a national magazine mm-hmm. and then a regional magazine yep. that caters around each power five Correct. conference. Okay. They're doing the national magazine yep. and only the SEC. Is it only the SEC? Yes. I wasn't sure about I hadn't heard that part of the story. Yes. Crazy I, when Athlon's based out of Nashville, Tennessee, that that's how it would go down. I just can't imagine they're not making money off the Big Ten magazine. So I listened to the Athlon podcast yeah. this week as yeah, I'm I working not. on my house nonstop and I need something to distract me. And there actually was a podcast called Making the Sausage where they okay. talked about what goes into making the magazine. It's actually okay. a really good podcast. Gives you I'll have to check view. it out. Um, what they uh, take a guess, what region of the country as far as the magazine's purchases is is awful. Oh, probably the West. Yes. Pac, yeah. The, the Pac-12 tw- area is... That doesn't surprise me. Like, them not making a Pac-12 magazine, not surprising at all. Right. Um, but after that, and I would I would guess the ACC area, they, they mostly just talked about how bad the Pac-12 was, but okay. I would assume gigantic parts of the Northeast also yeah, do not correct. care. But once you move into Big 12 country and Big 10 country especially... You can't tell me those magazines aren't selling. Well, exactly. I mean, you can't say that the Big Ten doesn't have interest. I mean, they have what is it the most attendance still, or right right around the most attendance of any conference? And that kind of transitions into (laughs) the next another good yeah. The next story from USA Today: The Big Ten reported in 2018 fiscal year 759 million dollars of revenue, which 
is a whopping 48% increase from 17. And do you know why that is? The, the new contracts for TV kicked in this past year, so they're getting that, that new revenue from the new contracts. Um, first of all, thank you, Jim Delaney. What yeah, a great job insane. he has done. But not only did, did they make $759 million, that's a hundred million more than the next conference, which Crazy. is the SEC. A hundred million more. The quote unquote mighty SEC is getting dwarfed. But by somehow income. there's not enough interest in the Big Ten to do a magazine. That's insane. I don't get it. No, that I, makes no sense to me. I, they're just throwing away money. Why would they do that? I, I it, it is crazy to me. And here's another one. They didn't report all five. This this particular um, story that I read did not report all five conferences, but the Big Twelve only reported three hundred seventy four million, half of what the the Big Ten did. Which I guess you kind of put things into relative terms a little bit. Um, even 10 years ago, those mm-hmm. numbers for the Big 12 would have been fantastic. You're right. But yeah, it's absolutely. Just, it's just exponentially grown. And I mean, I, I'm sure the ACC and the, the Pac-12 are, are down in that area, too. Um, but $54 million per team per school. Was, was issued out, with the exception of Maryland and Rutgers. They get a lower payout because they're, they're newer members. But okay. $54 million. Per school. Insane. Crazy. Which I guess then transitions again into okay. another housekeeping. Okay, another item. housekeeping. Yeah. ESPN.com is reporting. NCAA has appointed a working group to examine the student-athletes using their name, image, and likeness for um, basically financial gain. So there's they're setting up a group. It's going to be co-chaired by Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman and OSU Ohio State AD Gene Smith. So you want to start with that? Well... Okay, I'll start with that. I got thoughts. I've got some thoughts here. I, I'm going to sound like the grumpy old man, which I am. We love get off your I'm, lawn, Kurt. I'm grumpy and I'm old. I want them to make money. I really do. I want the athletes to make money, but I just think this is going to be another instance of the rich getting richer and the poor getting poor. You know, if you, everyone already wants to go to Bam and Clemson, right? It's only going to get worse because you get more exposure at those schools. So you're going to make more money. I literally have that. I put two notes down, two or three notes down. That's the first note I have written down is right there. And to me, like it's getting you. If this happens, then you're you're moving closer to. A, it's not an amateur a time, sport. Well, it's not an amateur sport anymore. But also, the rich are going to be so much better than the poor. There's no point in even having everyone in the same pool competing against for the same trophies at that point, right? Correct. You gotta you gotta branch off the blue bloods and. And have them do their own thing, and then everybody else forms another, you know, another division at that point. Um, here's the thing that I mean, I got a lot of thoughts on this, but it reminds me of the transfer portal in that once this news came out, it was kind of midweek or so. Yeah. Listen to um, Sports Talk Radio this week. And what is astonishing to me is that just across the board, it seems like, anyways, what I was listening to is just like, well, of course, yes, pay them, pay them. Right. Nobody, no, nobody you, thinks you the ask the average college football fan. Nobody cares. I mean, you should pay the athletes. They are, are are people this stupid? Are they literally not thinking more than a quarter inch they're from not. the front of their face? No, they're not on the toothpaste that will get expunged out of the tube at five hundred miles an hour that you will never be able to put back right in. This is. So number one, I think, is what you're talking about. The rich get richer because so so basically the 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 argument is, well, it's happening behind the scenes anyways. So, like, get it out there. But at at this point, Mm. the the money that Alabama and Ohio State would I mean, there would be boosters lining up to recruits to say, yeah. If you come to Ohio State, I guarantee you a fifty thousand dollar bonus, or you know, or or whatever you want to call it, for my car company. Sure, I've not heard one person bring this up. No, 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 nobody. Uh -uh. I I don't think I'm such a brilliant college football mind, right? Where I think to myself, this could be extremely sticky. Have you by chance heard anything from Jerry Denardo on this? And I love Jerry. Don't get me wrong, but. He's so that's a good question. So in favor so, of the student right, athlete, right. everything, everything for the student athlete, nothing for the fan, nothing for the 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 institutions. It's good. It's, no, I'm I'll curious what his thoughts are. Up. I'll have to. I'll have to. I wonder if this would be where he would potentially draw a line maybe. a little bit. So one more thing that I guess maybe or two more things I guess I got, but the clarification is the they would not be getting. 
paid by the universities. Right. This because once you're paid by the university, you're ta- you 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 should pay taxes at that point. You're basically an employee. Well, of yeah. The then there's like uh, there's health insurance, sure, and all the kinds of other stuff that comes all that out. stuff. Yeah. So what they're talking about is this is your you know private you know whatever. Yeah. So that does I guess improve it a little bit, but there has to be a hard cap on it at the very least, like the max amount. Yeah. But you're how can you regulate that? I don't know. You can't, but that gets back into the situation where it's, it's stupid. Now, and, what and, if and they, it, you have to, that's what the exploratory committee is obviously right. Thinking about here, but, but what about this? What if they took all the money from all the revenue that's generated, put it in a big pool and divvied it out evenly to all the athletes. Did you just come up with that right there? I did, yeah. Would that work? (laughs) That's thank you. Thank you. That's incredible. That may that may be a good solution to this because again, I do want them to get reimbursed. I mean, you know, they're they're generating millions of dollars. They should get something if it's I think that, and I would maybe even take it one step further. You get the money upon completion of your time. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Like upon graduation, maybe. To encourage them to to go through with their degrees. So that's all good. And then, obviously, there's one last thing to talk about that could come about if some version of this goes down. What's that? And this is very beneficial to me. Okay. Is that EA Sports and NCAA football would come out on... Let me ask you this question. (laughs) Because, you know, I'm I'm not a video game guy. Can you just set up a team and just have it play for you automatically and go through a season? Like, yeah. Like build the program, basically? Yes. See, now that I might enjoy. That's that's It's basically the sim version of That's what I do almost 90% with Madden. I'm all about the trades. Yeah, and okay. The, uh, NFL draft and stuff like that. See, maybe I need to reconsider this. Maybe I would try that game if they came out with it. So NCAA for me, game. I mean, that was... Uh, that was that was definitely the start of college football season because that game I think it usually came out middle of July. Okay, I mean hmm. I would have I don't know seven eight seasons in before the actual football season would even start. And the last thing is um, my young son is already showing a penchant to enjoy oh you know digital formats. Oh I would, okay, I would absolutely love to play that with my hmm. son. I mean that's something. Soon that, enough, uh, there's going to be a time not too far away when you're going to say I wish you'd stop playing that damn game. I understand that. I understand that there would have to be a governor on yeah. something like that, but okay. Hey, but circling back to Athlon, they did such a great job last year with that Big Ten. That magazine. was probably our favorite one. It was my favorite one. Like yeah. it was better than than Phil Steele. I think there. Well, Phil Steele's. I mean, it's is a different. Their, it's apples versus oranges. I it guess. is. Phil Steele's is there to be a. It's like it's a it's, reference. It's a reference yeah. guide. Yeah, I mean, it's just straight data. There's right. It's just hard to read and get through the print. It's so small. Oh my man. god. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then Athlon, like I think I'll still do that. They they tried to sell it on that podcast that mm-hmm. they did beef up the national one. Okay, I'll like probably buy the national. Well, one. You're, we're gonna have to. Yeah, you'll you won't have a choice unless you're going all Phil Steele. So well, yeah, yeah. But what about like is Lindy's still doing the Big Ten? I'm sure they are. I haven't. They'll, yeah, I didn't. I might buy that one instead that. of Athlon. We'll see. Yep. But one more little item here. I'm not sure why I chose this one. It doesn't seem that significant. <laughs> NJ.com is reporting that tight end Matt Alimo from UCLA and linebacker Drew Singleton from Michigan have both been ruled immediately eligible to play at Rutgers, which is great for the Scarlet Knights. That immediately beefs up a couple positions of need. I'm not sure why I found that interesting. Can you th- think of anything that... What's his I'm name? not sure why I put that. Luke. Oh, I've got a little Luke. note here. Hashtag free Luke Ford. Oh, yeah, because Luke Ford still has not been granted eligibility Insane. this year. What? Like, what I te- they- like I texted you, should we start calling this the Luke Ford rule or, or something along those lines? I mean, if he – so he, they're appealing the Luke Ford thing. They're trying another. And he has the captain. He has uh, Tom uh, Mars, the yeah. big, the big, yep. the big dog. Who did you know this? He has never lost a case yes. with the NCAA, and it's yeah. like a hundred cases. Yeah, he's he's never lost. Yep. He's undefeated. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. But if he gets denied, then I mean, obviously, there's something that the NCAA has against Illinois, right? <laughs> or against Luke Ford, I guess. But no, I hear you. It's ridiculous. I, I can't believe it. It, anyway. it it has brought together. It, it is so powerful, like. 
Illini fans, Iowa fans, Nebraska fans, okay. Michigan fans. Like they've you all wanna, come together like free Luke Ford. You want to hear the most amazing one? Georgia fans are on the free Luke Ford bandwagon. That's He's crazy. transferring from Georgia, and they're yeah. like, why the hell is this poor guy not eligible? Really? Yes. And something I've uh, tweeted out before, um, taking Vanderbilt off the list because they barely count. I find Georgia fans to be the most sane of all I got to say, like, base. I was so impressed when he, when he – when he announced he was transferring, nothing but support on Twitter from the Georgia fans. Nothing but support. That's good. And good still to you, this Georgia day, fans. they're supporting him. They want him to be eligible immediately. I agree with you. Georgia fans have been fantastic yeah, on Twitter. I've had at the other end of the scale would be Tennessee fans. They are the Oof. most. They somehow beat out Bama fans for the most ridiculous fan. Oh, base. they definitely do. But LSU is pretty bad, too. Okay. I mean, I've seen it in person. Okay. I've been there. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Well, that ends housekeeping. All right. So that is going to bring us into the next part of the podcast, which I think will probably be wind up being the title of the podcast. But something that I find interesting is um, is expectations. Okay. Okay. Expectations. All right. Um, so going ahead and you know we we when we started this podcast we reiterate this every now and then um, we do not try to hide our biases. Nope. I am an Iowa fan. You're an Illinois fan. We are Speaking both. of, guess where I'm going to be this week? I'll be in Champaign this nice. week for work. Yeah, Good for you. Nice. I'm excited. It's only like, like my third time in the last 10 years. Good. Good for you. Big man. week for Big Kurt. I'm, and you know what? I'm going to be in Iowa too this weekend. Oh, both getting okay. back to our roots here. Um, so something that I find uh, interesting is how uh, interested Nebraska fans are with what Iowa's expectations are Okay. F- with – how an Iowa football season should go or how happy we are with our coach. Right. Um, and of course, Iowa fans reciprocate that on the other side sure. of the fence by saying, it's amazing that you expect to go 12 and zero every year <laughs> right. when there's lots of data to prove that that's probably not going to be the case. So I will, uh, I will offer up that, I believe there are parts of each side of the debate that I I can un- I can understand. Mm-hmm. There are some Iowa fans that do want more from okay. you know the coaching staff, the program in itself. There's so, part there's parts of that that I that I get. Okay, well let me ask you this then: of the entire Iowa fan base, what percentage would you say says you know we can do better than Kirk Ferentz? Let's let's move on. You know, kind of push him into retirement. And hire a bigger name coach. What what percentage would you put that at? It's a really good question. I I certainly would love to be considered a voice of the football program. I can't say if I am, but if for one second I could be, I would guess that that would be twenty percent. It's about where I was going to put it. Yeah, and I can probably say that you have been in that camp at some point in the past. I was. There have been. I was only in that camp during the Greg Davis. Yeah, that was that was pretty ugly. Yeah. Other than that, not at all. And then got back out of that camp pretty quickly. Um, I can remember where I was when they announced that Greg Davis was going to be the OC. I was parking my car in front of my house in North Minneapolis, and it came on the serious college football, and I just shook my head. And you could have uh, uh, coordinated Iowa's offense from that parked car and somehow done better than Greg Davis. What I always remember is uh, that was before Twitter for me. Yeah, for me too. Yeah, um, and uh, on message boards, uh, Texas fans infiltrated Iowa's <laughs> message boards, and they and it, I just kept seeing the same diagram. It was uh, Greg Davis uh, route tree, and every okay. single route broke off before the the, the okay. first down sure, yeah, line, yeah. Yeah. and and it was like catch ball here, tackled here, short of the first down line. I was like, okay, what is this? And then. That's exactly how it played out. Was it a bunch of like handoffs that were getting tackled for loss as well? Just, just, I mean, a lot of it was just really bad pass routes. Yeah. Like, Mm. I don't know. Not not letting players make plays. But anyway, um, so long story short, something that me and you have talked about before is, you know, the expectations of the season. Sure. And last thing on, but I have never had uh, Illinois fans or Wisconsin fans or Northwestern fans come at me or other Iowa fans by making fun of Iowa's expectations on the seasons. I only hear that from Nebraska fans. There, I, there's I a contingent feel... of Illinois fans that, that say the same thing. There, yeah, there okay. is. Yep. All right. 
towards Iowa. You're towards saying? Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess I would stop right there and just say, as far as expectations. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> there's only one team that can reach the ultimate goal for all of college football. Yeah. There's well, only one team that can reach the ultimate goal for your conference, meaning right. winning your conference. So by that rationale, if we go by the Big Ten Conference, am I to believe that one fan base is happy and all other thirteen fan bases should be miserable? If that's you, that's what we're supposed that's is that what the norm is supposed to be? If you're watching ESPN, the answer is yes. That's exactly right. Only one fan base gets to be happy, and I can hear by you know the get off the, my lawnness uh, uh, yeah. voice that you're using right now. You think that's ridiculous, but of course. College football is unlike every other sport in good ways and bad ways, but one way that it's seriously different is y- you can have a good season without winning your conference. Correct. You can have a good season without winning the national championship. You can have a good season just by making a bowl game, let's Correct. say. I mean, if Illinois or Rutgers made a bowl game, Huge. that'd be it's, – it's my Super Bowl. So there you go right there. So obviously – Every, Rutgers fans have different expectations yeah. going into the season than Ohio State fans. And I know that's using two extremes, but it's not black and white. There are then shades of gray that move towards each other in the middle as far as expectations. Right. I for, desperately for, want to be in Detroit in December this year. Right. Of course. Well, of course. I, I hear it's lovely in December. I want. That's where I want to be. It would be. It, it, that would be great if I they made the Motor City Bowl. Yeah, it would be. It would be it amazing. It would be fantastic. Right, because um, the thing to me that I just, I, I don't know. My brain works in in logical ways. I don't know how else to say this other than using. Of course, I got to use Iowa as you know an example. But going into this year, I have big expectations because mm-hmm. I see reasons why they should be good this year. Sure. The following year, I will have lowered expectations because there's almost for sure going to be a gigantic dearth of talent that's going to leave the program. How does that not, you know, change your expectations of each incoming season? You're you're you have to see what's on the paper, the proverbial paper, and then adjust. So every first of all, every season should have its own expectations. Yes. But every fan base should have their own measuring stick for their program. Don't yes, you agree? yes, and the fan base gets to determine that. Correct. Not somebody outside no. the fan base. That's right. Yes, Alabama and now Clemson, they should expect to win a national championship. Yes, that should be the they, goal. They have been on basically a five-year run where that's what they expect. By the way, you- I think Ohio State should be in there too, and Oklahoma is knocking on the door. I can't say Georgia because they haven't won a national no. championship since nineteen. 19- 80. 80. Yeah. And it's been a it's been a while for Oklahoma too, you know. Yeah. We're getting out close to 20 years now. Right. With that being said, outside of those fan bases to expect a national championship yeah, this you, year to me is ludicrous. I, I agree. Anybody outside of those four teams you just named should be have a totally different goal in mind. Like whether it be winning your division, going, you know, winning your your conference, but there's very few teams that can set their sights on a national championship Correct. in any given season. Correct. Okay, so to to bolster this conversation, uh, Big Kurt and I did an exercise here, and we're going to talk through this. Um, we would love if you gave us your opinion. Um, so what we're going to do is essentially go through each team in the Big Ten quickly. We're not going to go deep right. into the data. But we each did the same exercise, so we went four years into the future yep. with, with starting with the 2019 football season – 2020, 21, ending with 2022. And we each wrote out what each team, we expect their four records to be. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to go into every single record. No. But we're going to give you what their overall record would be or somewhere around there and what their average record we expect it to be. And then give the high watermark on what we would expect each, each team to be. Okay. Fair enough? Yep. All right. So we are going to do the East first. And then we'll head out west to bunch the teams together, make it a little bit easier to to understand. We're not going to go through, even even though we wrote out what we think they're going to do for each season of the next four years, yep. we're just going to give the total, maybe the average gotcha. on what yep. that would look like, um, and uh, go through it like that. All right, so first off I got in the east is Maryland. Essentially, I got them either at 6-6 six and six or right over or under 6-6. Six and six. 
each each uh, season. Okay. Um, Forty eight is the number of games total win we, total, total games total games in four no, we're regular taking bowls seasons. out yep. in this kit because it's too hard to predict and but, no championship game yep no no championship game so 48 would be yep. uh uh the total 24 and 24 would actually would obviously be 500 right i have maryland at 23 and 25 so basically they're averaging a six okay and six. you're being a little more generous than me i've got him at 18 and 30 Okay. For a couple reasons. I love Locks, but I just he's hasn't shown me anything yet as a head coach, so I'm yeah. really skeptical of him as a head coach. But also they're playing in the East. It's just so tough. There you go. So, so to me it's the the uh recruiting I expect to be an uptick. Yes, definitely. Um but you you just pointed it out. So recruiting uptick, uh coaching is very skeptical. Um I would think the high mark for them would be like an eight win season where oh, they go yeah. to a real solid bowl. I think that is the absolute ceiling. I can't okay. really see them going above that. Okay. I mean, I mean, the absolute ceiling would be if they get a very favorable crossover to teams they play in right. the West. So you're playing four and, and, programs and they that take are... they take two out of four from the big boys in the East. <sighs> That's going to be tough, man. Okay. I mean, so that you're talking like, but that'd be like ten wins. I don't see that ever happening in America. And unfortunately, they don't have Texas on the schedule the next couple yeah, of years. Yeah, that's so. too bad. Um, but as far as fan bases, don't you think Maryland is probably one of the most reasonable in the Big Ten? For sure. Absolutely. I know. I work with a bunch of Maryland people. They yep. they love their Terps, but they don't expect too much. Yeah. I mean, basketball is always going to be number one there, right? Yep. So just, yeah, football season something to hold you over until basketball starts. Pretty much. And if yeah. they're good, you know, I'll keep watching. If not, I'm not going to lose right. any sleep. Yeah, pretty much. Know. That's okay. how they feel. So next up, I have the Michigan Wolverines. Okay. I got their four-year total at 39 and 9. Whoa. Yep. So that's basically averaging a 10 and 2 Okay. Wow. That's that's pretty generous. I'm at 34 and 14. What? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, what have they been doing in the last 10 years? Being pretty consistent. But they haven't been winning 10 games. Last year, I get yeah, it. Yeah, he's won ten games since he's been at Michigan. It's been pretty close. Like, I, I, hey, we'll see what happens. So you are that you you are a pessimistic person when it comes to the Jim Harbaugh. I don't know that era. I'm that pessimistic though. They're not. We we had our blue blood show, and we decided they're really not a blue blood anymore. Are they? How many blue bloods average ten wins? You guys wins? said that. I think it's. I think it's okay. Blue blood. I. I mean. That's not a that's not a bad record. <laughs> no, that's eight and a half wins a season. That's that's under the expectations of what Michigan should be. Maybe. And here's the other thing: How long is uh, Khaki Pants going to be around? So you you think if it's if he doesn't win a national title, he's Bolton type of deal? I just see him like he'll realize. Okay, I think my ceiling's about ten wins. What's the NFL really? doing these days? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I do. I would have a sense of calm about me as a Michigan fan that he is a Michigan man and that he would be there. Um, With that being said, the high watermark for me is a national, is a college football playoff appearance. I would agree with you there. Without the win. I would agree with you there. Absolutely. That's a high watermark for them. I guess I remain a rare bird in that I'm not a Michigan fan but I remain bullish on khaki pants that I believe him to be a good coach. Keep in mind, he has to play Ohio State every year. Yeah. Penn State every year. An urbanless Ohio State. True. That's a good year. point. Got but it. what about fans? What do you think their expectation? Do you think that they think they can win a national championship? Yes. I do too. Yes. And I don't think it's really possible anymore. Saying it's not possible, that's that's Well, okay, not ridiculous. it's not impossible, but they're they're just not in that conversation okay, just, right now. Think of how much you hate that when somebody else says that about whatever your team is. Right. Like, they'll never do that. It's like, what, what are you talking about? You know, like, OK, then I won't. All right. I won't say never, okay. but I just don't see it happening. All right. Next up, let's go with the Indiana Hoosiers. I have them dead nuts. This okay. is, I think this one's going to surprise you. 24 and 24. That's what I have. Shut the front. Door, exactly. Really. 24 and 24. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, that's obviously averaging <laughs> a, a six and six season. I would put them. As it as I basically you know turns out with the record on par with Maryland, um, yeah. To me, uh, I mean I that's the that's the team that's the easiest to point at for yes. Those two teams are in the middle tier themselves. But I feel more or, confident right now about Indiana overall their their projection versus I Maryland. Do too. Yeah, I, I really like Tom Allen. I Tom think he's Allen, doing a great the, job. I think he's a perfect fit for them right now. Yeah. I think he's making great hires. I think they're only getting better in terms of coaching. 
and talent. Correct. So for them, I would also basically reiterate what I said about Maryland. If they get a, a favorable crossover yes. to the West, um, maybe they take two out of four from the big boys. Don't see that happening. Tough. Okay, so one out of four. One. Even, Let's even go one. one. Even yeah. one out of four. So that'd be nine And wins. they have pretty right. That'd that's be, that's their high water mark. That's their high water mark. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, next up, I've got the Michigan State Spartans. This is one I'm interested. In. I, I got them at twenty-seven and twenty-one. That's exactly what I have. Are you serious? Yeah. I swear we didn't. We so didn't do this. What about your projection? Do you have them projecting down? I have them projecting. I have down. projecting down as well. Because uh, what I have is, I think. I mean, obviously, we'll do our big preview. You know, later in the summer. Yep. I think I'm going to like Michigan State more than most people. I think I will too. But then after that and moving forward, I see a coaching change I do happening. Too. So I do to too. me, That's what I, was I had to average that in because I think at some point when you have a coaching change, you typically downtick with yes. wins, and that's going to be the problem. I, I mean, my first note is uh, Mr. Snake Oil can't coach forever. No. So I I, I mean, he's a young-looking whatever, however yeah, I don't know how old he is, but he's, I don't know, what, 60? Yeah, I think 65, he's early 60, Yeah, early to mid Somewhere 60s, in there. So, yeah. High watermark would be. I mean, I. Well, they could get back to ten wins, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. They they could get they could. The defense that they always roll out there, mm-hmm. if they can have an improved offense, we're not right. talking about a top twenty-five offense. We're talking about a nice, solid offense. And they never had a top twenty-five offense, when right? They were when they were winning. Games. Yeah. So if they got back to the formula that they've used yeah. seemingly a thousand times, I could see them winning a Big Ten championship. All right, fans' expectations. I do not know. That is a really good question. All right. Here's what I wrote down. I think they're it's a passionate fan base, and they're kind of spoiled like Wisconsin is spoiled, where they just kind of expect, yeah, okay. of course, we're going to win eight, nine, ten games. Maybe. And also, it's a basketball-first school. So I think there's – I think they – they're, they're I agree sp- that it's a basketball first school, but not to the degree like of a obviously not like, IU or Maryland. Okay, all right. No, I agree with that, but I just I think they're a little bit spoiled. I think they just kind of expect to do well. It wasn't that long ago they weren't that great of a program, right? They can they could quickly fall back to that just but basically mediocrity over you know fifty eighty years. This is a top twenty five. Yeah, it career. is. People, That's true. People forget that sometimes. Right. It's not like. They've always been that bad. Yeah. But. And it's interesting that they have been as good as they've been, being mm-hmm. the second team in their state. You got to you gotta give it to, to the snake oil. Snake oil, man. yeah. They love All their right. snake oil in East Lansing. Let's go the Penn State Nittany Lions. Mm-hmm. I have them at 37 and 11 okay. over the next four years. So basically a 9-3 and three season, which we've that's kind of what we've seen yeah. out of them. Um, I'm at 35 and 13, so pretty close. Okay, um, so a little bit less. A little bit than low. me. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot to bring this up at the first part. For any bean counters out there, if you guys are like totaling these up, and yeah, say, we well, didn't do that. Yeah, like let's. <laughs> There's, let's, it's impossible for Penn State okay. to win nine. Save games. it. Yeah, done. All right, we didn't do that. Right. So Penn State is they obviously James Franklin kind of compared to Loxley to a certain degree, where the talent that is coming into Happy Valley is amazing. I'm I'm questioning the big game situations, and I oh, think yeah. there's a ton of Penn State fans. Penn State fans will agree way. with you. Yes, yes. So it would it, they're on the cusp of yeah. being more than this, and I, I think I'm, for me, I'm being pretty generous with 37 and I think 11. So. That's that's pretty yeah. good. I mean, would you? And as far as the high water mark, undoubtedly. They they're in the grasp win a Big Ten championship. They could they could win a Big Ten championship and but, and have a college football playoff, but not win it. And that's where I would put it. I in. don't think. Um, I think they've already hit their high water mark with under James Franklin. I you, you take away which doesn't mean they can't hit it again. No, it doesn't mean they can't hit it again. But like you take away their best running back quarterback combo maybe in school history. Yes, and I just don't see them. I would predict them to not equal what they did with with Barkley and McSorley. I mean, I don't know what happened in the last week, but Twitter exploded with the James Franklin without Joe Moorhead data. It was all over Twitter this week. Oh, but, it, I wonder if that had to do with Tommy Stevens. Yeah, who, by the way, transferred to yeah. Mississippi State to go be with Joe Moorhead again. Because he wanted a guaranteed starting spot, so now he'll be competing with two top 300 players. So dumb. Yeah, so stupid. Anyway. Uh, but one thing I would say is that 
you said James Franklin has already hit the high water mark. Like Technically, does. that's not true because he won the Big Ten but didn't get to the college football playoff. So I feel okay. like there's one rung higher that they could go. Okay, got fair. It. Rutgers, 10 and 38. I got him at 12 and 36. <laughs> Optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Scarlet well, Knight. come on now. We don't don't pick on my Scarlet Knights. Um, absolute absolute high watermark would be six and six. Absolutely, yeah. They're, I don't th- I don't away. see them ever breaking that in the Big Ten East. It's just they are they. I mean, obviously they're a step behind the top teams. I I, I don't think there's any question they're a step behind Maryland and Indiana. They as are. Well, yeah. I mean they're they're the bottom rung and they're they're not showing anything. They're not showing us anything that that's going to change, right? There's not because because just like with Michigan State, you have a coaching change that you would assume is going to happen. It's here probably going to happen. So they're going to have to yeah. restart yeah. again, probably. And I just and I want to say, I mean, I know we're not out of the East yet. I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not just saying this because you're sitting across the table from me. Rutgers should not be put in the same category as Illinois when they're doing that no. with the Big Ten. They are in their own bottom. They kind of are. So, no, they and are. They are, and I, it sucks. I just don't. I, mean, I know. I know. When we started the podcast, it was all about giving all fourteen teams yeah. attention. We are talking about Rutgers. Yeah. That doesn't mean I have to talk about Rutgers. No, no, no. In glowing terms, we should be honest. Okay. And I, I, they're hurting the Big Ten's image. They kind of are. An, I, at least start going three and zero at a conference. Well, so you, you got to schedule three wins. Yes. You just have to. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um. Yeah. I, I, okay. So, in terms of fans, I think all that's all they want. Let's just make a bowl game occasionally. Right. I know. I actually work with a bunch of Jersey guys. They're all Rutgers fans. Rutgers fans. Yeah, pretty obviously reasonable fan base. Right. Which brings us to Ohio State, last team in the East. Alrighty. Um, I have them an average of forty-one and seven. I got a total of forty-one and seven. Forty-two and six for me. So I I figured you'd be a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, This would be higher if Urban was still there. I would. I would have a higher number here. I'd probably be like forty-four and four. Yep. Which would. Which probably basically that's. Urban's record over the last four years, right? right if we looked it up, yep. um, it's intriguing right now. This is intriguing times at the horseshoe. Like, I, I, I think Ryan Day, I'm, I'm, he's a good coach. Yep. I think he got, you know, you don't get that job without that being the case. Sure. But you can't just poo-poo that arguably the top one of the top three or four coaches in the history of college football yes. has left your program. So they're going to take a step back a little bit. You know, they're still going to be the most dominant team in terms of talent. But you I mean, they're going to take a step back this year. And it's not because Urban's gone. It's just because they lose so much from last year. But overall, you have to take a step down from one of the greatest coaches ever. Right. What right? do you think? You can't expect Ryan Day to be as good as Urban Meyer. It's a tough job, man. What he's walking into. Oh, it's a tough job because I the mean, it's the proverbial don't be the guy that follows the guy. Yeah. Be the guy that follows the guy that follows the guy. That's right. Yeah. So the expectations from the fan base is to win the Big Ten every year and make the college football playoff and occasionally win it. Which gets us to the high water mark, which, of course, is winning the whole thing. The natty. Yep. But can Ryan Day do that? That is going to be intriguing to watch. I know. Okay. That gets us through the east. We're halfway through. Obviously, let's go into the west. Let's start out. With your your favorite team, Northwestern. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. All right, so I bet we'll be pretty close here. I think so. Uh, I have, you know what? I, I bet you're gonna be a little bit higher. I have them at twenty six and twenty two. Oh wow, yeah. I have them at thirty two and eighteen. You're higher. Yes, thirty two and eighteen. Well, I mean, this is part of the just the the uh, the ah shucks big Kurt mentality of Northwestern's just always gonna have our number. Okay. They're always gonna be better than us. So I, I'll say this much: my R. I would just, I'm speaking for you here. Our biases will be tough to not have play out when we're predicting these West teams. It's hard not to wrap. Correct. Yes. Part of what you see out of your team. Oh, with I other teams. I struggled. You know, I had to like yes, put my tough. yeah my personal you know wants aside. Yep. When doing this, so so with, with Northwestern, here's the deal. Okay, I know they've gotten to ten wins a couple times uh-huh. recently. So you get to 10 wins, you can expect to get back to 10 wins. If yeah. I'm a Northwestern fan, I would. it is A-OK to expect some 10-win seasons. With that being mm-hmm. said, the West is improving. Oh, yeah. And to me, for what I have for their records, I, I for their highest point is 8-4. and four That's what for I have. What, for what I have yep. for their records. Um, what we have here is, I mean, they're, for my total, it's like almost right. It's 6.5 and to 5.5 losses wins the losses. Yeah. Um, That's about what I have met. Yeah. Actually, which is, I have 7, 7.5. Uh, 
Um, so if I if you told a Northwestern fan that you expect them to average less than a seven and five season, I would expect a Northwestern fan to be upset, and yeah. I would actually understand his reasoning sure, behind that because they've just done it. Right. They've been doing it right? right for a number of years now. I just have so much faith in Fitzgerald as a coach. Now, ten wins it takes at the talent level that they're working with. It takes some luck to get to ten wins, don't yep. you agree? And the other thing too is they aggressively schedule out of conference. They they're do. playing, I know you it. know, like a pretty tough power five all the time, which is a far cry from what they used to do. They right. built their program on, on just scheduling three Let's and four wins, wins which, a bull win. which is what they should. Yeah. That was the right thing at the time. But now they're actually bringing on big. T- they travel to Stanford. But I think it's the first week this year. Right. All right. Let's let's go. You want, you want to go to Illinois? Let's do Illinois. Illinois. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm really curious to see what you have met. 17 and 31. Oof. Ouch. Okay. Yeah, you. I'm at 22 and 26. Okay. I've got them 5 and 7, 6 and 6, 5 and 7, 6 and 6. I got a lot of 4 and 8s in okay. there. Um, with a 1, 6 and 6, like a bowl game. Um, okay. One of the things that played into this with me lowering the number. So I just like to say, my my total for them is 7 games over Rutgers, and you're 12 games over Rutgers. Yeah. That's a huge That's gap. That's a huge gap, yeah. Okay. And we're not – neither one of us is being ridiculous here. No. Uh, another reasoning behind my number being lower is unfortunately, uh, something that I can see happening, which yeah, it's a coaching, coaching change. change. Yeah. And that's going to set them back. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if they do fire lovey out at the end of the season, you typically take a step back before you take a step forward. So yeah, yeah. I could see him, but the thing is they're set up really well personnel wise for 2020. They're going to be probably the most, the, uh, the, the most experienced team literally in the nation in 2020. So I could see even if he gets fired, they still have a pretty solid year that year. Okay. Okay. High watermark. I mean, they could. It's not inconceivable for them to win like eight games. Yes. Let's say. Yes. Um, I think most people that, would say six and six max, which I think they're being. No, they, they're, being, they have, they're, they're much being, more capable than yeah, that. Right. Um, but in terms of fan expectations, they're pretty low. I, I mean, I don't speak for all of Illini Nation, but I just want to go to bowl games. That's it's not that hard to do. You schedule three wins, we win three games in conference, you're in a bowl game. You should reasonably expect that. But even with the low expectations, they don't meet them. Yeah, you know it's it's frustrating to be in. A they haven't fan. been anyways. I just want to be Glen Mason, Minnesota. Yep. Can I have that? That's a great. And this again, this gets me back to the very beginning of the topic. Yes, of course, it's okay for you to expect that. And no, it doesn't make you a loser or something right. like that. <laughs> Now, if 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 it looked like if they were six and six for two years in a row, then I you could probably raise your expectations. Yeah, at that point, right, a little bit type of deal. And right now they're kind of they're more like the the uh, the Jerry Kill Tracy Clay's Minnesota, where they've they're building some pieces, but they don't have a quarterback. Right, and you're just not going to win a bunch of games without a quarterback. Yep. All right. That's simple. Next up, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I have their four year total at. 35 and 13. Oh, wow. I've got 31 and 17. A little bit lower. Went a little bit lower, yeah. Okay, so the Iowa fan went higher than the Illini fan. Well, and what my my thinking here was, I think that Frost is the right hire. I think he's a good fit and a good coach. Yeah, obviously. But he's working in a much tougher conference than Bo Pelini had. I think he's basically going to coach them to Bo Bo Pelini standards, but it's just going to be a harder road, right? I think their high water or their, their... their, their high watermark, I would have a, a Big Ten championship. And, and yeah. college football, and, and like high watermark is, college, is a Big Ten championship. Yes, yes. Potentially, it, what, this, is, this is how close. I'm like really splitting hairs here. Okay. I see them more as a team that wins the Big Ten, but with two losses and doesn't get in the college football playoff. Well, my, and that's kind of what, where I'm at. My thought is they win the Big Ten, but it's because. Uh, Ohio State had a coaching change, and it's their first season. They took a step back, something like that. Yeah, like or, they, or just, or just like they deserve to be in the Big Ten championship. They they obviously won the West. They were obviously the better team, mm-hmm. and they sneak out a win versus Michigan in okay. the big, or Ohio State in the Big Ten championship type of deal. But I think if you're saying they can win the Big Ten, you have to 
realistically say they could make the college football playoff. Def- I mean, if you're winning the Big it's, Ten, so that's that, why I said it's splitting okay. pairs. I it, but you you need to win. You not only need to win the Big Ten. I mean, we just saw this last year with Ohio sure. State. You need to win the Big Ten and decide to be undefeated right. or only have one loss. Yeah, but that's I, where I'm saying that that would be a little bit tougher. But I think them. they they could make the playoff, don't you think? Yes, well, yeah. well, of course they okay. could win the whole thing. I mean, who? Yeah, I wouldn't tougher. go that far. They're they're not going to win the playoff. Okay, I, I don't think this is a. Uh, a program that's capable of that anymore. Nebraska comments sent to at, at Big Kurt at B1GKURT. Okay. <laughs> Next up. Can't wait. The Purdue Boilermakers. Um, I have them at 23 and 25. I've got them 25 and 23. Okay. So Pretty damn close. A little bit on the other side. So we have them. I have them hovering just below six and six. You have them hovering yeah. just above six and six, which is interesting because mm-hmm. their exact record the last two years Correct. has been six and six. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, Brom obviously is doing a great job. I wonder how long he's going to be around, first of all. And I, I don't know. They, like, what, what tells you they're going to be better this year, let's say, than the last two? Anything? I'm shocked to see prag- prognosticators, prognosticators point put there's some of them putting on high i know this year we're we're, we're kind of showing our cards here a little bit for where we're leading a little bit we do, but yeah. i don't see that i don't see year. it either um i do not see brome leaving anytime soon though. really no i mean he's pretty signed a pretty ironclad you know contract here recently. well i, I mean, mean anybody can be bought out i, I get keep it, but... thinking about usc that just seems like such a good fit for him yeah and it's probably going to be open at the end of this year we're not big hot seaters but it's not going well out there. Urban Matt Campbell. Would be. How could you pass up USC? He wouldn't, but I I don't I don't think he'd be first in line for for okay. that coaching That's fair. gig. I I wasn't a big Urban's going to get right back into coaching right when he was retired. I don't see that happening. I don't. You don't. You don't see going. Urban going to Ohio State to Ohio or, or, State or excuse me USC. No, I don't. Really? Okay. No. Do you? I see it more now than I used to. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's it was you know not part of the Big Ten, but that's one of the more intriguing programs to me in, in the whole country right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it just feels like uh, uh, what's his face is uh, uh, on oh. borrowed time right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, next up, let's go. Oh, with, wait, let's yeah. before we move on. The fans, the fan expectations. This is an interesting fan base because they th- they have they have ignited. They're getting really chippy on Twitter. Yeah, they they, they think they went from never hearing nope. about them. You, you know, they when Brome got hired, they're just like, yeah, okay, we'll see how it goes. Right. That dude Brome has instilled confidence not only in his players, right, but in the fan base too. But I feel like the fans are just going to be expecting like eight and nine wins. Yeah, and you know what? We almost shorted them out. What would be your high water mark for Purdue? About eight wins. Yeah, me too. Yeah, somewhere around there. Could you see the high water mark being a Big Ten champion, a Big Ten uh, championship? Not game a Big appearance. Ten. I could appearance. see appearance. Yes, okay. I could see that happening. Yeah, absolutely. That would be a high water mark yep. for me too. Yep. Okay, next up, we will go with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Very interested, of course, to see where you come out here. Okay. Um, I have them at thirty-four and fourteen. Iowa, I've got them at thirty-two and sixteen. Okay, so pretty close. Pretty so damn just close. A little bit higher. Um, yeah, I mean. It's it's very hard for me to take away the first two years. I already kind of alluded to it. I expect a good season next year, yep. followed by a tougher one. Okay, that's but what I've got. Right. Um, there could be a coaching change that happens. So in the that's next the four one years. thing I wanted to bring up is yeah. within four years. Yeah. If I had to predict, I would say there's a coaching change at Iowa. Yeah. Kirk Ferentz is no spring chicken. No. Nope. Um, I there has been a lot of of. Um, questions to him. Um, Scott Docterman with the athletic did an amazing job asking him point blank. Like, okay. are, you know, what, what are you getting saying? close? And he said, no, he says he doesn't think about it. I feel great. Whatever. Well, you can't say that, right? Yeah. Cause no, cause it recruits changes recruits. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. With that being said, is it okay? Is it crazy to think that Kirk is still going to be coaching there in four no, years? Not I at don't all. think so. Not at all. But with that being said, I would reluctantly, if he made me put, you know, a thousand bucks on if he's going to be gone in four years, I would say yes. So it, it would play in. Yep. Um, with that being said, the the uptick part that I like is their recruiting has gotten better every year for I think it's four it's, or five years. Yeah, it's now. It, it keeps ticking up each year a little bit, but yeah. they're still not recruiting. You know, at right. the elite level in the Big Ten, they're still in, in that middling area. Right. 
So I don't see I just don't see any drastic changes. I mean, you know, same coaching, pretty much same scheme, same more or less recruiting. Yep. So I just see them, you know, and continuing it, their eight and four projection. Okay. Um and would you and I'd like to say this, like averaging eight and four, if you go eight and four every single year is annoying. Yeah, I guess it would probably get a little annoying. Right. I mean, that was the end of the Glenn Mason is that they basically went seven and five and eight and four every year. And couldn't beat Wisconsin. Well, that too. And Iowa, really. Point being is, would you agree? And I'm using this with Iowa, but I feel like you could use this with any team. What would you rather do? Go eight and four, four years in a row. Mm -hmm. Or average eight and four with a ten win season in there. It's not even close. I'd rather average and have a ten win. That's what Iowa does. Yes, they average eight and four, but 2015 wasn't 40 years ago. Right, pretty recently. Yeah, that's what I expect. Still, I expect one of those seasons. Expect like a a, like a jigsaw, jigsaw, uh, shark tooth type of deal. So what do you have for high water mark? So high water mark, I have at nine and three. But I could definitely see a ten and two. That's not unreasonable. Okay, I have high water mark. 10 and two okay. um, uh, as far as, you know, big 10 championship level, whatever. Well, so they're okay. In that terms, definitely win the conference, definitely appearance in the big 10. I, I find it hard to see them winning the big 10. Okay. Yep. I would put them closer to the high water mark would be winning the big 10. Okay. But not being able to get into sure. the playoffs. And that's not unreasonable. Yeah. Okay. So next last two teams are the, Battles for the axe. Oh, we'll go. Right. We'll go alphabetical. We'll do Minnesota. All right, sir. Golden Gophers, the boat roll rollers, roar, roar, boat right. rowers. Rowers. Sorry, yeah, wow, that was tough for a second. Okay, Hi- hyper I have, elite boat rowers. <laughs> um, twenty-eight and twenty. That's what I got. For I've that. got thirty-one and seventeen. Woo! I'm a little You're more optimistic rolling. than You're you. Rolling. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I see him basically bringing them back to the Glen Mason glory years. Okay. Where they're winning seven, eight games a year. Okay. Yeah. I, I could see them winning the West. Definitely. I see that in their future, potentially. Not winning the conference. Yes. Yes. They, they high water mark definitely would be a Big Ten championship appearance. Now, what do the fans think? I think they're right there. You think so? Yes. I yes. hear a lot of them that just, it, it sounds like they, they're expecting Big Ten championships. They've also, almost the exact same time, probably because of the coaching hires, they've fired up and got chippy. They're, yeah, they're getting too. pretty chippy. They're, yeah, yeah. Um, they're puffy chesty would yes. be more the way I would I would right. say it. Um, Which is a little but, premature. But they've upticked and they took the, the axe. So, they so took that's the axe. where it's a big it, one. it came from. And, yes. and I get it. So I'm with you. Like, um, do I want PJ Fleck to be the football coach of my team? Absolutely not. No, I do not. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt just did the. It was almost like cartoon, like how how fast your head went back and forth just now. He, he, the guy has proven he can coach. Okay? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like he had success at Western Michigan. I would also like to say, like they looked better up front on both lines at the end of last year. Like, like really it has not been gimmicky what he's been doing. They, they look like a good football team by the end of the year. You know, and year. the one thing that I feel that for this upcoming year that I've been, that I keep repeating is I don't, I'm not terribly confident about their D line and O line yet. I should be probably at based on what we saw at the end of last year. Yeah. So I'm trying to pay compliments here to a certain degree to, to PJ. Cause yeah. I think he deserves it. Sure. So, okay. Last team, the Wisconsin Badgers. I have them at 35 and 13. I've got them at 31 and 17. So you got them lower. I think they're they're poised to take just a little step back from what they've been doing. So I I do see what people are seeing with that. Yeah. Okay. I I get it. I'm not overwhelmed by by Crest. I have that general. in my notes. Not impressed by Paul Crest. Okay. With that being said. The recipe to be a good Wisconsin team is not going anywhere. They, I don't care if they lose 12 offensive linemen to draft and injuries. Mm-hmm. They're still going to have a good offensive line because yeah. all I have to do is do business in Wisconsin for three days, and I walk away every time. I'm like, there is an abundance of gigantic white males that live <laughs> in that state. Okay. And they keep reproducing. They're yeah. going to have that offensive line. They're going to find the outside linebacker that's got yeah. 
47 consonants in his last name that's he's going to gonna be, be a, a walk-on and right. he's going to get drafted. Yeah. None of that is going anywhere. Okay, but and I would say this, okay? What we have said a thousand times is if Wisconsin could just get a really good quarterback, yeah, sure. they would go we, – we might have that literally right now on campus. We might. We might. We might. Or he might get replaced by another. Correct. What I'm saying, do you, do you follow what I'm saying here? Like we're yeah. still not. Okay, you're, you're, you're. I just see. First of all, the West is risen, right? It's not a cakewalk anymore. There were years back when they yeah, just that's, walked that's through what the I want to finish up on, and I, that's not happening anymore. There's let's, just there's okay. More competition. So we'll finish up Wisconsin. Let's get to that. So high water mark for Wisconsin. Well, obviously winning the. I, I think winning the conference. Winning yes, that is that is. I would put them in that win the win the Big Ten conference. They've obviously shown that recently, yeah. but it seems unlikely. I could even actually see them getting into the playoff. It would it would seem unlikely that they would win a playoff. They would game. never win a playoff game. And I just used the never, and I'm not going to take it back. Yeah, but they the would never time. win a, a playoff so, game. So now we'll finish up with the whole West talk. We we left the West at the end, Big Kurt and I, because we find it more intriguing as far as how it's going to play out. We're biased, but I feel like it's maybe the most intriguing division in college football this coming year. Right. And, oh, by the way, check out the crossover record between the West and the East sometimes. Pretty close. You're, it, it's yeah. very um, – so for me, this is what I find interesting. i got to – a box around Nebraska, Iowa, and Wisconsin. I've got Nebraska and Wisconsin both at 35 and 13, okay. and Iowa one step lower at 34 and 14. But with that being said, w- Purdue's improving. Yep. Minnesota's improving. Yep. And you know what? Illinois is improving. Illinois is improving. Too. I, I stop, hate to tell stop. people this. They right. don't, like, don't want to believe it, but they are improving. Right. Hey, hey, just real quick offshoot, too. Illinois' athletics as a whole are pretty darn good. People, They're outstanding. People throw, I'm, 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 this isn't you talking. I want to say this. Okay. The baseball team's good. Awesome. The, the, the golf team, like golf crushes. There's a ton of Tennis. good Illinois sports. Gymnastics. It's just that football has been field. bad and, yeah. and basketball is certainly under women's softball. Just a, coming on. just a quick offshoot there. But anyways, Illinois is getting better. They yeah, had they an are. explosive offense last year. Yeah. Um, I do have questions with, you know, but overall, the point we obviously are trying to make is the West is rising up and all. <laughs> so we talked about expectations, right? Yeah. Iowa fans expectations are going to be pretty much remain the same. Nebraska's are through the roof. Wisconsin's are pretty much going to remain the same. Yep. Purdue's have got jacked yep. up. Minnesota's have gotten yep. jacked up and Illinois is on its way. Somebody, <laughs> one of these fan bases is going to be. Very disappointed in oh, four years. There's going to be a, probably a handful of them. There is a finite amount of wins yeah. that, that a team can get. And, you know, one thing that just annoys the hell out of me listening to national media is they just totally discount the West. Like, oh, the West just sucks because there's no elite team. And there is no elite team. I will agree with that. But that doesn't mean the division's bad. No. I mean, the there, division, there, there, there is one. And that, that falls into the if you're not the best, you suck right. mentality that you see all the time. And I'll, I'll say there's one bad team in the West, and that's Illinois. And if you put Illinois in the West five years ago, they'd be easily make a bowl game. And I would go as far as say if you put Illinois in a lot of other divisions. They'd, be, they'd make a bowl game. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, look around the ACC. Like, somebody oh, yeah. laid it out. Clemson's, oh my God. Clemson's record. Or, it is theoretical possible. Theoretically possible, the Clemson will not lose a conference game in the next three or four years. I'm, I'm dead serious, man. Have you speaking seen? Of e, speaking of EA uh, NCA football, yeah. he's recruiting at the level that I used to recruit. At. Right. <laughs> I mean, like he's well, literally signing every five star recruit. I was just going to say, have you seen their their recruiting class? It's, but part of that is also because there is just who else is in the ACC right now? Nobody. Which is, it's amazing that they can go through that schedule. And still compete against I Alabama. I think about that all the time. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's almost like, I don't know, like if you played a FCS team and then you right. took a step up to, you know, a Power 5 team after that, sometimes yeah. you see, yeah, same thing. But point trying to make, yeah, back to the West. I think any reasonable Big Ten fan or a fan of the Big Ten West would say, we get it. We understand that this isn't the top-notch right. program. But sure. quit throwing it on the bottom of the heap. I will put it up against any ACC Conference, any Pac-12 conference, and Big Twelve, and the and the middle part of the Big Twelve. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Okay. 
All right. I think that gets us to the end of this part. Yeah. Anything else you want to cover? Uh, hashtag free Luke Ford. It'll happen. It's I just think matter, it may. It's just I, a matter of time. I actually think it may. We uh, This is the Eyes on Big podcast. I'm Jeffrey Degree. And I'm Big Kirk. We really appreciate you listening. Bye.